2: This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney, so what? Yeah, 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 whatever. Welcome along to the Tuesday morning episode. If you're a subscriber, you'll probably get this on Monday evening because, you know, we, we love you a bit more than we love mm. the non-subscribers. I'm sorry, that would be said, but there you go. Non-subscribers,
1: uh, you're all right. But you're all right, You're not yeah. fucking, you're part-time, you're part-time yeah. Percy's yeah. until you become IFS. Yeah. IFS have got a fucking massive flag at Glastonbury this year, right? The lads from got? fucking Carlisle, mm. right? What's he called? Dave Middy, Midley Diddy like on that. Twitter. D-
2: the details aren't important.
1: Right. Carlisle United Football Club, fucking proper club. I've never been away to Carlisle. Have you?
2: Uh, yeah, I went once. I covered them for Front Magazine when they were having a resurgence in, in League Two a few years ago, and Michael Bridges so, was playing it, for them. What,
1: what was the atmosphere like?
2: It was great because they were on a promotion chase and Michael Bridges yeah. was playing for them. So he was like, they're messy. And he scored right. a hat trick in a 5 0 win. And Fucking uh, hell. it was brilliant. Yeah. And I got pitched by yeah, my mates as well. We all went across. I think it's the
1: mo- is it the most northern club in England? <clears throat> I think it, um, think it is.
2: Uh, I don't think it is. Newcastle's the most northern club in England, apparently. Is that right? No, well, it's Carlisle not. No, it's not. It's not. Carlisle is. You're right.
1: Carlisle's a pretty mad town, isn't it? From what I've heard. It seemed and like,
2: quite mad for the few hours that I was there. Yeah, it was great. I've
1: was i, was, I was really always close. fancied an away day up there. But anyway, these fellas, they're fucking proper. They've got a fanny powder IFS flag that they're going to raise high above Glastonbury. Yeah. And I was so excited by this. I thought, fuck it, I haven't been to Glastonbury since 2008. I've told my stories on here. They're mm-hmm. well documented about my adventures at Glastonbury, right? And I thought, fuck it, it's time for me to go back. I'm fucking going. Just, just to see this flag? Yeah, right. I would go there. I mean, it's so exciting to me to go to Glastonbury and see someone <clears throat> with an Iron Filing Society don't, flag, don't, right? Don't take, don't take this the wrong way.
2: Don't take this the wrong way, Sam. But you can be quite impulsive sometimes. I know. But I'll well, anyway, fo- follow
1: your dreams. Don't worry, other people have already talked me down <laughs> because it was brought to my attention. <clears throat> That I am hosting the school summer fate that weekend. Oh at the no! Pri- Up uh, the primary school, and I thought if I fucking go to them, i would committed to this about three months ago. Oh. Uh, yeah, sorry, I can't do the summer fate because I've uh, decided on a whim to go to Glastonbury <laughs> to look at the yeah, flag. I'm on, I'm on the I'm on the guest list. How did you get tickets? Don't fucking need them. Just got on the guest list. And uh, but what? But isn't it Kylie and the Cure this year? That's a bit shit. Yeah, but uh, I'm not there for the music. I'm there to hang around backstage and then look at a flag that someone made about my podcast. (laughs) Well, listen, what fuck you, the school? What's better? I'm not going to do it.
2: You going all the way to Glastonbury and hunting down this flag, and then what are you going to do? How low are you going to feel after that?
1: Going to go home, walking around the rest of the time. I'm not fucking camping.
2: Or watching out for it appearing on telly.
1: Yeah, I'm going to watch out for it on telly. Yeah, and uh, watch out for it, also sorry.
2: we've got loads of other spies, other other cunters can watch out for any it. And other tell kunter,
1: us- any other cunter going to Glastonbury <clears> or any <throat> festival, get a flag up,
2: hmm.
1: get a flag up, you get a shout-out on the old podcast, a oh, prolonged one like Middly Diddly, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> right? Who's proper? Fucking get involved.
2: Yeah, all right. Um... <laughs> Bit of bit of football information I was meaning to do in the last episode, which I forgot yeah. about. Oh, good! We know that the football season's finished. The women's World Cup's just started, yeah. which is fantastic. But also this Friday, Copper America starts. Ooh, <sighs> did you know about that? Now
1: I, I knew. Funnily enough, my son had alerted me to well, it. Of course he it. did. All right, of course I'd he did. Forgotten? Has he got his alternative they, one going on? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's fucking good, isn't it? The Copper America, yeah. but. What time are kickoffs, offs mate? Well, this you know is I it. don't stay up late.
2: Some of the kickoffs offs are 8pm, some of them are 11pm, and some of them are 2 in the morning. The, the latter ones are a bit tricky. But it's going to be on Premier Sports, which is a subscription channel, and it's a tenner a month. And it's going to cost mm. you two monthly subscriptions. So that's going to be 20 quid in total to watch Copper America. And then you'll have to unsubscribe sharpish so they don't keep charging you each month. Yeah, they can't still do that, won't they? But I think they had Serie R last season. Yeah, After- but then
1: they lost it, I think.
2: No, that, that was 11 sports. They they sort of collapsed a bit and Premier Sports picked it up. But here's, oh, That's here's- what
1: we're going to do, aren't we? Weren't we going to buy the rights to some something? Oh, I think it was it. the Premier was just League.
2: That Dads on Roofs, wasn't
1: it? I think at one point we had a discussion about trying to acquire some rights for top flight football, which we were going to stream with our own punditry. Were we? But that's like down the line.
2: I think we can get the, the exclusive UK rights to Dads on Roofs and stream that through our Facebook page or something like that. There was a
1: great dad on roof sent, tweeted to <laughs> us was, like, yeah. on Sunday night. Yeah. It was fucking brilliant.
2: Yeah. And he the, the um, lad said he'd been up there all day, which is fantastic for yeah. a Sunday.
1: He, he, he knows how to spend a fucking Sunday, that fella.
2: Pro- proper Sunday. But here's, here's yeah. how I was going to sell the Premier Sports Copper America thing to everyone. This Saturday night, right, 11 yeah. p.m., 11pm, yeah. when you'd normally be watching Match of the Day and you've had a few it's beers. It's like Mexico 86. Here we go. Listen, this Saturday night, 11pm, Argentina versus Colombia. Whoa, what <laughs> day is that? Saturday, 11pm. Subscribe, subscribe.
1: Yeah, you're right. Fuck me, they should be sponsoring us, the plug we're giving them <laughs> I here. know,
2: that's what I'm thinking, I know. But there you go. And then, I wonder if it's um, too
1: late for us to pitch a show to them for, you know, one of those discussion shows throughout the Copper America. What? I mean, you know, this is an unknown channel. We could promote the fuck out of it. We'd get a lot of cunters tuning in, which would boost their audience between games, yeah. and it'd just be me and you and possibly our sons review- around the table bot. reviewing the Copper America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now. Shut up.
2: Yeah. The Premier Sports bigwigs are listening to it and going, hmm, they've just said cunt. I think not. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes with these corporations, you know. That's why we haven't got any sponsors on this fucking podcast. Well we listen, I, cunt I, all the time.
1: I was saying the other day, the thing about all marketing nowadays, good things used to come out of marketing. That it used to almost drive, you know, some actual, you know, legitimate cultural highlights, you know, mm. like when they launched the Levi's campaign in the eighties and they used to heard it through the grapevine. That was, they would they read, it was post-punk, right? And yep. for a while, Motown music, classic soul, had been regarded as sort of dad music. Yeah. Ugh, that's, you, do you know what I mean? During the punk era, it was dad music. Yeah. So it was uncool. And what they did was, they brought back this idea of like 50s Americana. They put classic soul music on it. And a whole generation of people who had grown up through the grime of punk and all the rest of it, suddenly started opening their eyes to, to that sort of music. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was good. Yeah. And uh, what was and the, the other thing I was thinking of? The, the charts other day was, I was flooded
2: on, with it, weren't they? The charts got flooded with Benny King and Jackie Wilson and all that. Yeah,
1: all the songs that were on those uh, ads all got released, re-released as singles. Yeah. And that's great, right? There was a lot of artists that I didn't know about that when I was a kid, yeah, like fucking Benny King. Remember when Wilson picked, no, was it, no, Jackie Wilson? Yeah. He drew do you remember, he drew for the number one spot with the House of Martins Christmas 86. Yeah,
2: that's right, yeah. But at, at the time, I remember it, it felt as though it was spoiling the charts because it was all reissued stuff. And I didn't want old it, stuff to be getting in the charts at the expense of new things.
1: That's true, but, but, that's all right. you know, look at where we are now. I, I mean, don't even wouldn't... know
2: where we are now, Sam. That's no, the thing. I don't
1: know. Actually, Neither there us probably do. is some good music in the charts. But the point is, is that now any marketing is all about Damage limitation. So no one's thinking, <laughs> what could we do? What could we do that is good? Everyone thinks, what can we do that won't be a disaster? Yeah, right. The one what cause we twi- do that some <laughs> that some cunt on Twitter won't object to. <laughs> so what that results in is ge- generic source. Oh, I've got a call. Generic uh, bullshit sort of ideas. Like the reason yeah. was I was talking to my brother about yesterday. These gambling ads, which we've probably talked on before. And the guy who's the protagonist in the gambling ad, in any gambling ad, is always a fucking prick, right? Yeah. But you... You're the bloke watching it. It's aimed squarely at you, Andy Dawson, and at me, Sam Delaney, right? Yeah. Because we're the cunts watching the football. And then in the breaks, they put on these gambling ads. And the bloke in the gambling ad is supposed to make us think, yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. Uh, maybe <laughs> I should make decisions like him with, with regards. The, vis- the, the,
2: the, the fella from the in-betweeners in his fucking robot suit. I, I, well, mean, I think that's he, cool. He's the
1: least of it. He's the least of it. What about the cunt going, I'm your brain and I'm your gut instinct or some bullshit concept they fucking conjured from somewhere or right, other? yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, they're all just pricks. And um, the reason I'm, I I like that, the the actor who, from the Inbetweeners, I have met a few times, he's a really good bloke. So good. So in a show-busy way, I'm reluctant to say anything negative about him.
2: Yeah, all right, fair I'm off.
1: talking about the other ads. All right, yeah. But uh, anyway... I don't know where that leaves us. But the world, the world's a shit place. Boris Johnson could be prime minister. There's a lot of shit going on.
2: Yeah, I think, I think ultimately the crux of what you were saying is that we will advertise fucking anything on this podcast. Ah, oh, if the price is right.
1: I can't believe we're not getting any Viagra advertising. There is so much being spent on Viagra uh, advertising. Is there? Well, now. don't
2: talk about it because don't give them any free publicity. They can come to us with a fucking right, yeah, with a blank checks if they Let's want. Let's
1: just say we <laughs> are forty-something men who talk a lot about. Our lack of triggering, right? And maybe, maybe it would fit. If if you can help us with triggering, then get involved, get in touch. It would fit seamlessly into our pre-existing editorial content.
2: But there we are. Premier Sports has had a free shot, and the, the week after Africa Cup of Nations begins as well, and that's on Eurosport. And I think a lot of people have got Eurosport anyway as part of their Sky package. Um, If you've got Sky Sports, you'll have Eurosport. But that's kicking off. And then the games with that are 3.30 in the afternoon, 9pm, 6pm. That might be Central European time, I don't know. But they're watchable times. Egypt versus Zimbabwe first. Then you've got Nigeria, Burundi. That sounds fucking great, doesn't it? Nigeria, Burundi. Ivory (laughs) Coast, South Africa. Loads going on there. So loads of football coming up. Good. We We can enjoy. But predominantly... Saturday night, 11 o'clock, Argentina, Colombia. You know, what's Can't not the like love you, about mate. that?
1: Yeah. Bloody brilliant.
2: Right. We've got some emails and some tweets to go through, haven't we? Because this is supposed to be the, yeah. the Mailbag Delve episode. Deep dive. Um, Shall I kick off with one? Yeah. Right. Here is Cunter Mike. Now, if you remember, Cunter Mike <clears throat> was the man, or oh boy, I'm not sure, who sent in the email about his dad who built a cannon
1: oh yeah
2: here's a follow-up
1: <laughs> great
2: uh, now Kunter Mike says disclaimer this isn't as funny as the cannon story that's alright Mike very few things are and he says and at the time this was the most scared I've ever been Oh, good he said it's presented as a cautionary tale for any Kunter dads thinking of building their own heavy weaponry uh, in 2009 me and my dad did some repair work on my guitar using an off cut of wood from his shed where the cannon is stored Fast forward to 2016, when my wife and I were visiting my parents for Christmas. The guitar had been sat in my old room for a few years, so I decided to take it with me. Um, At Manchester Airport, so I'm I'm assuming parents live abroad now, the guitar set off the x-ray machine. It was put through twice more with the same result. A stern-looking airport man appeared from a back room. Airport
1: man! Airport man here,
2: and asked whose it was. I said it was John Airport. Airport, Sir so John Airport said, yeah. follow me. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. We went to the side of the security area where he told me to sit and wait, dis- disappearing with my passport. He returned and the interrogation began. <laughs> oh, <fucking laughs> hell. What a sentence. <laughs> it was at that point <laughs> that the interrogation began. I got all sorts of vague questions like if I did a lot of gardening, what medications I was on, if the guitar had been kept in a shed. This went on for over an hour. Bewildered, I asked what they'd found. St. John Airport said, We have detected significant traces of TNT on the guitar.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Panic set in. Not wanting to alert the authorities to the existence of homemade artillery sitting in a shed somewhere yeah. in northern England, I began apologising profusely, repeating, I, had no, I have no idea how this could have happened. another round of questions ensued that I don't fully recall due to the adrenaline spike eventually the airport eventually the airport man was satisfied I wasn't the terrorist I was handed the guitar and my passport and off we went just about catching our flight (laughs) once home I called my dad to relay the story he laughed his head off (laughs) all the best thanks dad
1: you know, come to Mike thank you so much there's so much content coming out of your brain um I've got an old email that I've just found that I favorited ages ago so I might as well do it Richard Burnell sorry it's from 15th of May it's all right. I work in a busy Sunderland pub oh so you can probably imagine the level of bullshittery and strayness I witnessed. I can
2: relate to this already
1: mm. coincidentally I'm a colleague of duck the paint-covered conservatory stray man oh yeah yeah one of my favourite recent incidents would have to be the gentleman who took offence to our prices and decided to kick off. <laughs> when asked to leave, he came out with the immortal line, I'm grunt, I'm grunt." Hang on, let me get my son an accent. I'm Grant. I'm Grant from Black Hole. I've got air rifles older than you. <laughs> <laughs> What's Black Hole? I've
2: got air rifles older Black Hole's kind of um, colliery, colliery area. Oh, the it's the colliery. Near, I've got s- air rifles older than <laughs> you,
1: son. To this day, I'm not sure if it was a threat or whether air rifles over the age of 35 are particularly sought after and he was trying to impress me. Amazing. Air
2: rifle. <laughs>
1: yeah. Fucking air rifles older than you, son.
2: Oh, did
1: you man. see... Did you see... Uh, there's a Half and Half Scarfs podcast who uh, are hunters, and they um tweeted us about Kevin Keegan. It was yesterday actually. Right. So I don't know why it popped into my head. It's a long Twitter thread. I don't know why it popped into my head so I feel like sharing it. This is my Kevin Keegan story. Oh this wasn't fucking sent by the Half and Half podcast. So fuck them. This is just a thread that someone else spotted and sent <laughs> to us. They have anyway. jumped
2: on back of it, have they?
1: Yeah, well this is another podcast content. Shall I read it anyway? Why not, yeah yeah uh, when I was a kid I was a ball boy for my local non-league side Sutton United did it for years got to watch game for nothing and given a Mars bar and a can of coke wallop yeah. anyway one night there was a testimonial game at Sutton can't remember who the game was for blah blah blah. but there was one uh, there was no, no, can't remember the names of the people who played but except one Kevin Keegan fucking Kevin Keegan was playing at Sutton United it was a bit. He was a bit before my time in terms of seeing him play, but I knew who he was and that what he meant to the world of football. This was shit your pants, big stuff. The night the game comes, <laughs> me and my other ball boys have got to our tracksuits on and are buzzing. Not long until I'd be on the same pitch as King Kev. I was so hyped I couldn't stomach my pre-match Mars bar, which had never happened before. Wow! The game kicks off. All eyes are on Keegan. The ground is buzzing. The people of Sutton have turned out to pay homage to one of England's greatest ever players. I can't remember what the game was like, to be honest. Most likely shite. It was all old fellas running around. It's about 15 minutes before the end of the game when something incredible happened. The ball went out for a throw-in by me. I pick the ball up to chuck it to whoever was going to take the throw. I look up and it's Keegan, his legendary perm glistening against the floodlights. (laughs) I throw the ball to him. He keeps walking towards me. As he reaches me, he bends down slightly and says... Do you want to go on for the last five minutes, kidda? Oh, wait, what? My head explodes. I manage to say, "Yeah, okay," with a dry mouth. Maybe he's taking the piss. But why would he want me to go on the pitch? Holy shit! I wish I'd eaten that fucking Mars bar now to give me the def- give me the energy. True to his word, five minutes before the end, Keegan comes over and swaps shirts with me. You can't do much in five minutes, but I did score a goal. The keeper might have opened his legs, but 100% he wasn't expecting me to go there. I've given the fuck of the eyes and and not looked, and, and I've knocked it between his legs. Bang. That's what I do. After the game, I met my dad, who was bursting with excitement and pride. He managed to speak to someone and ask if Keegan would have a picture with me. Of course he would. Cheers, Kev. So my dad takes the picture, and we have a quick chat. Then he's gone. The pitch takes pride of place in my parents' living room. Everyone who comes around has pointed out it out and they don't notice it first. My dad says, Have you seen that? Yeah, that's right, it's my first born with Kevin fucking Keegan. <laughs> a few years later uh, after the night, around the time I've just started high school, I have a couple of new cool mates round. There wasn't much cool about me, and of course I wanted to impress them. That's when I remembered the picture, the Keegan picture. Now, before I go on, this was around or just about after the time Keegan had been randomly attacked in a lay by in Rygate. Oh, well, mouth run. we Yeah. It didn't seem right and certain rumours were flying around suggesting he'd upset someone or maybe he was doing something nefarious. See that? I said to my new callmates, mates. That's me and Kevin fucking Keegan. <laughs> my brain begins to visualise my stock rising at school. They'll probably call me Mr. Cool or something. All the <laughs> girls will want to get off of me. Holy shit, I can't wait to go in tomorrow morning. Words snapped me out of my happy chance. Well, have you got a picture of you and a fucking nunce?
2: <laughs> what?
1: No, shit. What's happening? Is his hand on your ass? Oh. Something has gone terribly wrong here, and I want to rip time apart to erase it. These lads believe the rumours. I am fucked. I then spent the next few years... Uh, I spent the next few years being known as the Keegan Nonce Kid by oh, everyone at what? school. The Keegan Nonce Kid. And that is my Kevin Keegan story. So, it's sad story, tragic comic... Um, I must say, it's very long, and I only just realised as I went to went into it that it wasn't actually tweeted directly to us. So I, I should say that's from the Half and Half Scars podcast. I don't know the podcast, but judging by that thread, it's a good one. So there yeah. you go. I've plugged it in return for some and of their story. And we should also
2: point out that there's no truth at all in any of the rumours related no, to and that. No, and, and if I thought, you, the, the mouth-ramming you, li- if, the mouth ramming you yeah. received was purely innocent.
1: Yeah, it was by a baseball Random. bat, and these people—these people were druggies looking for their next score. Yeah. And if you listen to our Keegan Odyssey, you'll get the full story there. But Keegan was completely innocent.
2: Jalapeño. <laughs> Jalapeño. Here's an email from Kenny Leckie. Uh, it's a Senor Dat email. Mm. Um, this is from a while ago. He says, so a fantastic incident involving Senor Dat today. I'm on holiday from in Tenerife from Scotland. While on a run this morning, I saw two men gesticulating wildly at each other. One was a classic gammon expat, fat, shirtless, mahogany-colored chest uh, medallions, and the other an older, moustachioed Spanish man in shorts, short-sleeved work shirt, and, of course, a fag on the go. He was standing <laughs> He was standing next to a power hose and a wall with a large area of exposed brickwork on an otherwise whitewashed wall. I paused my music, the new record by Pup, very good, by the way, we don't care, um, to hear a cockney voice shouting, I asked you to take the graffiti off the wall, not blow an hole through my bloody ass! Say <laughs> <laughs> your <Senior laughs> this and that, nonchalantly gesturing around at the power hose and muttering, "I clean paint off wall like you ask. A bit of wall come off. What do you want me to do, man?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is vintage this and that. <laughs> yeah.
2: So the, co- <laughs> the cockney replies, "Well, I want to speak to your manager then." Say <laughs> your <Senior laughs> this and that. Come on, I work for myself. You can talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> this is uh, the
1: he... enterprises. It's a sole trader operation, Come my friend. Come on, pussy cat. Have a cream cake. Relax. <laughs> Come on, put your feet up. The sun's shining. It's no problem. It's so you look... lose a bit of warmth. It's a bit of what? It looked good. It looked rustic, yeah, innit? <laughs> anyway, it probably grow back. <laughs> what are you
2: fucking talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Wolves don't grow. Yeah, just uh, wait and see. Next has a funny way of giving Give it a couple of things. years. Uh, <laughs> Kenny says, a lot of broken Spanish and swearing took place and I carried on my merry way. Fantastic senor this and that. <laughs>
1: now it's, we're getting into holiday season, exactly. right? I was just gonna we want to do the dis and that. <laughs> like championships when you're on holiday send us in your this and that stories and we will we will try and find some sort of winner by the end of some by the end of the school summer holidays
2: this this is the thing we've been looking for that can keep this podcast up in the air over the summer Mm. months because there's no football on this is it
1: because you're all gonna fucking get a this and that there's never a holiday where there I mean not a holiday on continental Europe anyway yeah. Where you are not going to encounter señor dis and that, or señorita dis and that oh, at course. some point.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, Senora dis and that. I mean, sometimes it's as early as when you get to the airport <laughs> and you go to the car hire. Yeah. Because the car hire people are so often dis and that, aren't they? <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: They don't look up from their computer. They tap at the screens and they just revel in yeah. basically telling you that there is no reservation in your name and there are no cars. <laughs> It oh, always starts that way.
2: Oh, they'll give you a, a set of keys and go. He's in section B, and section yeah. B has got fucking 400 cars in it.
1: Over there, section B. And um, the other thing that happens a lot is I often uh, crash my car when always. I'm on uh, my hire yeah. car.
2: Yeah.
1: And when you crash in a small village, like there was one night, and this was pre sort of sat nav, pre being able to get around just using your phone. But it was only 2006. Doesn't seem that long ago. But in Different those times. days, you're still still using the maps, right? And it was just me and my wife. It's before we had kids, and we got lost. We were in Tuscany, and we'd gone off to a restaurant somewhere, and we got so badly lost that we were freaking out a bit because we were going into weird parts of these towns. And uh, uh, anyway, it was fuck. It. We were scared. We thought, fuck, we're never going to find our way home, man. Yeah. And eventually, we're looking around on these dark fucking unlit roads for any landmark that might show the way and we saw the Super Mercado, the little Super Mercado yeah that, that we knew was our local one that we'd been to before and when we spotted it we thought we fucking know the way back from that and my <laughs> wife shouted Super <laughs> and when she shouted it I literally like someone had shouted here comes a lorry I just fucking pulled for some reason I don't know why I was so excited to see it I fucking just pulled the fucking steering wheel and drove into the supermercado.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I was so sad. I was like, Aah! I thought, fucking hell. Bang! I was freaking out so badly. I thought if I don't fucking get next to that supermercado now, I don't know what'll happen. And I basically crashed into the barrier outside the supermercado. But it was in this small village <laughs> and it was late, right? It was like midnight or something. Everyone was in bed. It was all full of old men and old women. I crash and every fucking light in the village goes on, and slowly, <laughs> one by one, all of these old Italian women and Italian men come out, yeah. gather round my car, which <laughs> I've rammed into the supermercado and just all, they don't talk to me, they just all start shrugging, gesticulating, <laughs> talking to each other, pointing at the car, just this and that, in, right? And I fucking jumped out of the car and given it, What's the fucking problem? And they're like, yeah, this and that, like that. And they carry on talking to each and they're pointing at me and they're clearly talking about me. And I'm getting the right ump. And they're just going, get back in the car. And i went, well, if you got a
2: fucking,
1: why have not you fucking stand there fucking slagging me off? Why don't you give me a fucking hand? Right? And they're like, this and that, this and that, this and that. And I'm just shouting at them louder and louder, becoming more and more cockney and cross. Because I know they're talking about me. What's the fucking big deal, you nosy cunts? Why did get it back in your fucking house? Nah, dis and that. <laughs> so that's another form yeah. of dis and that, just what I call yeah. nosy dis and that. So they want to come out, they want to talk about you and act dramatic yeah. about what you've Power done. Power player. But they do not fucking want to help. Power player. <laughs> that's you'd, the thing about the dis and that.
2: You'd think they'd be like the mice from the mouse organ in bug puss and start mending it for you, wouldn't you? Yeah, no. come out and fucking... If
1: you're all fucking going to make the effort to come out, Fucking help me mend the car.
2: Do something constructive. Yeah. Have you got any more uh, tweets there? I know you said you had a few Put I've got I've
1: actually got an older, another old email I've discovered Go on then, from have that then. Robert Padbury. It says, there's, there's a phone ringing in the background. And this That's is, right. what, what's weird is, I'm at home and I didn't know we had a landline <laughs> until just now. <laughs> That's incredible, isn't it? I wonder who it could be. Fucking I mean, hell. all my grandparents are dead, so it can't be them.
2: It's probably someone trying it's to ask if you've been cool. in a um, a crash that wasn't your fault, which you've just been yeah, told. about. I have about. in Italy.
1: Yeah, I have in Italy in 2006, <laughs> and I'm still looking for some fucking compensation for that. Direct response. Fucking hell. Can you remember what town it was in? No, it's somewhere in Tuscany, and you'll easily find it because you had a supermercado in it.
2: This, you know, this thing where people sometimes get things advertised on their Facebook page when they've been having a conversation about them. And oh, yeah. people believe that Facebook is listening in on mm. and, uh, their And I've got an
1: Amazon Alexa, that'll be listening to this that's, as well.
2: That's what's happened there. You've been talking about your car crash. It's gone through the fucking Facebook wires hell. and then You're they right, fucking mate. rang you trying to get some compensation for you.
1: That is super scary. I'm going to go on Facebook later and if I get any suspicious looking ads, because I've been getting a lot of that recently. Yeah, it right, happens all the time now. we yeah. talking about. I if, will set. I will start. I. I don't know what to do. I mean, it, we might just have to just literally go into spider holes or go yeah, stray. That's the because future. I think it's the only way to avoid the man listening.
2: Go right, on then. What's the, what's the this email? This is
1: from Robert Pads Padbury. In a similar vein to your story, of graffiti on the school roof. Remember that one.
2: Mm. We once
1: sat in a French lesson with a large, boring teacher by the name of Mrs. Corbett. Um, Picture Lady Cluck from Disney's Robin Hood. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Good reference.
2: <laughs> Suddenly,
1: there was a big fucking hen, wasn't it? Yeah. Suddenly, the silence was broken by "Oh, look!" by one kid. Naturally, we all looked up to see the words "Mrs. Corbett is a bitch," <laughs> daubed in red paint across a huge skylight, causing the teacher to scream and burst in floods of tears. That's horrible, actually. Yeah. We found. We later found out the culprit: a girl who had three separate on three separate occasions um, had been caught on the school roof. She's hey. a roof girl. She's now dead. But oh, I believe is is she's not roof related. <laughs> Shame. This is sad. I'm, I regret reading this yeah. email. Did you not Another, pre-read
2: this one?
1: Now uh, I'd starred it, and usually if I've starred it, that means I've read it at some point yeah. and thought, remember to read this, this out. But good. who knows? Another story from our school youth was at our first school, where the neighbour who lived next to the school with a three legged dog was discovered completely naked in his back garden. The resulting tarpaulin remained for a further three years. <laughs> I don't know. Mick, Keep it Mick, cunty. Uh,
2: mixed bag of an email there. Yeah. he's yeah, here's I one regret I've got. It. Here's mm. one I've got, which hopefully is a bit better from Simon Williams. Uh, he says, I hope the below isn't too rambly. It's quite rambly, but it's good. Back in 2008, at the still tender age of 23, a friend and I were on a four-month trip of a lifetime driving across the United States. We had a few adventures ourselves, but the reason for my email is a legend who still looms large in our memories to this day. Davy the Canoe (laughs) Munro. I shall elaborate. With no real schedule to adhere to, we potted from town to city from state to state taking in where we wanted, when we wanted, and as if by chance we managed to end up in Memphis on a Friday night. Result. We booked ourselves into the cheapest of hostels, which just so happened to be a Quaker co-op place where you bagged a cheap bed for the night if you undertook chores. The bigger the chore, the bigger the discount. Anyway, cheap hostels across the States are a real breeding ground for the more eccentric of stray men these guys aren't simply locked out or drunkenly got off at the wrong stop they are living the stray life to the nth degree Uh we were making a cuppa in the shared kitchen when a 40 year old rotund chap approached us with an intense stare and a low centre of gravity yeah English he snapped in a thick Glaswegian accent uh yeah we timidly replied ah good we can knock about a bit then (laughs) <laughs> that was an order, not a request. <laughs> this is Davy. This is Davy the Canoe Monroe. Uh, Davy proceeded in that terrifyingly threatening, stroke friendly way Scots have when talking to English boys all about himself. It's <laughs> a racist generalisation, obviously. Uh, Davy was a carpenter who moved to New York 20 odd years previously and worked on high end Fifth Avenue apartments. So, what the hell is he doing in this rundown hostel in the middle of nowhere? Well, every summer, Davy got on a plane and flew out to a point on the Mississippi, got in his handmade canoe and strayed for a few months at a time. <laughs> we were intrigued, so said we'd shout him a few beers in the pub downstairs so he could regale us with tales of his adventures. My favourite of his tales was in some other no-mark town on the river. He pulled up, found a bar and proceeded to hold court there for the night. At midnight, he stumbled out to find no canoe. Some local <laughs> hillbilly had lifted it. Davy oh was enraged God. he ran back into the pub and shouted in his best Begbie from train spotting voice some cunt's gonna nick my fucking canoe <laughs> within a few seconds his new best pals all formed a posse they were all drunk as fuck as well they got into a few pickup trucks and went vigilantly on the town until the canoe was found and the guy was given what for <laughs> because I shouldn't have <laughs> think what happened there As the night drew on, Davy's demeanour grew more aggressive stroke friendly rather than friendly stroke aggressive. We feigned running out of money and said we were heading back to the hostel. We snuck out and went to a bar next door, but within five minutes in he came, teetering from portly leg to portly leg. Fucking stingy English bastards! (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, what have we done? With that we decided it was best we actually scurried off and double locked our door. The next morning we were awoken at around seven to hear his scotch bellows in the hallway, shouting to no one in particular. I opened the door to find him wandering the halls holding a hairball the size of a guinea pig. (laughs) His chore was to clean the bathroom sink. He decided the water drained too slowly so dismantled the whole fucking thing and was demanding a free week at the hostel for his above and beyond service. He (laughs) shouted to everyone, Look! It's as big as a fucking cat's heat! (laughs) (laughs) It was at that point we decided this wasn't really the hostel for us. Ten minutes later, we were packed up, paid up, and back on the road. There we are. That's from Simon the Essex-Cunter.
1: That was very strong. Any stories about Mad Scots, people are good. Wasn't there one about someone who went stray in a minicab and they couldn't get home. And the minicab driver said, you can come and stay at mine if you like. Yeah, and he went it, back to the cab driver's was, house. It
2: was a caravan, wasn't it? And it was, oh. it, was, it, was, it was like a murder scene. I think it was a mattress it on the floor me or something that like film, that. me film,
1: Wolf Creek. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: few things on, on the Leniverse, uh, on okay. the tweets, i just got time to quickly talk about. Um, Cy Tuck actually wrote a football song about Spencer Whitehouse, who, of course, oh. is the star striker of England and Hammersmith United yes. in the Leniverse. I'm not sure of the tune, so I'm, I've had to, I'm sure it is to a popular football chant tune, but I don't know, yeah. so I'm just going to do it how I see it. He's written, When I was young, I had no sense. I oh, I know, the, I know the tune for... of this one. What's the tune?
2: When I was young and had no sense, I bought a flute for 50 oh. pence. You okay,
1: know. right, I know it there, yeah. When I was young... I had no sense. I bought a flute for 50 pence. The only tune that I could play was Spencer House will lead the way. Come on, England. <laughs> and he's done hashtag in Spencer we trust. In, so in Spencer we trust. So that is wonderful. Thank you for that. Always welcoming those things. Um, a couple of other bits and pieces. Oh, someone wants us to sponsor their club. Uh, it's called St. Teresa's. It's in Northern Ireland. I think we did claim that we were going to sponsor a club next season. Yeah. <sighs> a few have been in touch. Um, I'll look into that, St. Teresa. I mean, literally, we're talking, I don't know, like a couple of hundred quid max. Yeah. That's our budget, um, yeah. Now, last week on the Twitter... Um, I wrote, I'm really into receiving signals from the universe at the moment. I keep seeing loads of them. I don't know what they mean, though. If you've got any ideas, call me or text. Until then, I'm just going to keep my head down and keep working. I do see a lot of signals from the universe, Andy.
2: Yeah. Obviously, I have got a bit
1: weird and spiritual since I gave up the drink and all the rest of it. And, you know, opened my mind to other possibilities. Mm. In a way, you've got to go a bit mad to entertain yourself because you're not ever pissed. Mm-hmm. So I've started opening my mind to sort of nonsense and gobbledygook, you might okay. say. Anyway, a few comments got back to me. <clears throat> and uh, uh, like Basically,
2: you are turning into the new Noel Edmonds, aren't
1: you? Yeah, I'm very it's Noel Edmonds. I'm at Noel Edmonds. I mean, if you look at the hierarchy, you've got Ike at the top. Then you've got Edmunds, and just a few notches down, it's Delaney. Delaney. But at the rate I'm moving, I could be... Who knows what I could be claiming soon. (laughs) Anyway, David Turner wrote in response to this, to quote the famous song, Let It Be, life's a lot stressful, a lot less stressful that way. Right? Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, David Turner. Mike Goodall, who is a regular (laughs) cunter, a cunt interactor, has written, to quote from the same band, number nine, number nine, (laughs) number nine... Chicarito is your number nine. He comes from Mexico. Three, two, one. That's right. You've had a holiday to Cancun with nine hundred pounds <laughs> spending money. Hey. Very good, Ted Rogers reference. Well done, Mike Goodall. <laughs> watch, I love uh, well, three, two, one riddles.
2: Watch out for a series of deep dives into the entire run of three, two, one. Ah, <laughs> oh,
1: honestly, that actually is a good idea. I yeah. might watch a three, two, one later on Lots YouTube. Lots on
2: YouTube. Just seeing.
1: You know, Len has this sort of... He thinks it's funny that he refuses to watch Dick Turpin at, because the more I go on about Dick Turpin,
2: yeah.
1: he knows that it's my Achilles heel from saying, I don't want to watch Dick Turpin, it sounds boring. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So last night, someone tweeted me, and forgive me because I can't see the tweets from, but I'll i will thank him later. Oh, I thanked him already on Twitter. Someone has sent me a menu. There is a themed Dick Turpin pub where the whole restaurant, right, Yep, is fucking Dick... The menu is Ooh. Dick Turpin-themed, right? right? It's amazing. And I showed this to Len. I said, I want to go here for my birthday next year. All the menus, like the Black Bess, the Essex Gang, and they are all got little Dick Turpin. They've got Dick Turpin's guns crossed over. It's fucking Cross. brilliant. So thanks for sending that. And then uh, Len showed a little bit of interest, so I quickly, without telling, went on YouTube... <laughs> And played um, the beginning of an episode of Dick Turpin right, almost yeah. without, with tricking him, and he watched it without saying anything for about two minutes. <laughs> and when it dawned on him that it was Dick Turpin, <laughs> he turned his head slowly to me, and Dead Pound just went. So this is Dick Turpin, is it? And I went, "Yeah." And he went, "It's the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life." And he got up and walked out of the room. What a fucking
2: bastard! Power played, power play because it wasn't boring anyway. Played. You tried to power play him. By sneakily putting it on, and he's just mm. outpower played you with that. He's fucked me. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Got any more? Because we've run uh, out of time, pretty th- much. I think.
1: I think we might. I think that might be it. There's one really long one that I don't feel we've got time for. as a long I'll thread, so week. we'll leave that till next time. Yeah.
2: All right. All right, then that's it. Thanks for listening. As ever, um, remember to later.
1: subscribe to, if you ah, want some episodes later in the
2: week. Obviously, fucking subscribe because it keeps this thing going.
1: We've got stickers. We have got a phone case. No, you tell don't get any free case.
2: stickers if you subscribe, though. You don't get any free no, stuff with than episodes.
1: No, no, this is a separate call to action. Jesus. Go to the website, go to the website, TF Time Machine Merch, uh, and uh, buy the new stickers. There is also a Tell Me It phone case, which is really natty, and something that I've got for myself, and you can buy too, a Top Flight Time Machine Welcome to Hell Cup. <laughs> for you to drink your morning tea from. I there thought to myself, welcome to hell. What,
2: what could there you want go. in your life? All right, that's it. Uh, see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.